If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. So, it's all plastic talk these days. And that's amazing because we know that awareness has to come first. If you haven't already listened to our last Bloom Tuesday, it was episode 15. Make sure to give it a quick listen. I share some quotes from five green dreamers on something that shocked them to do with plastic pollution, as well as simple action steps that we can take. And for today's Bloom Tuesday episode, I want to go a little deeper into microplastics. Last week, Renee of modelforgreenliving.com said what shocked her is that microplastic pollution on land is 4 to 23 times greater than it is in our waters and oceans. And I have to be honest, plastic pollution is something that makes me feel, I guess, more helpless than general plastic pollution because these tiny particles are barely visible to the human eye. We already know that it's everywhere, and we already know that they're not very healthy for um, wildlife, for animals, for humans, for any living species in general. But for now, I'll just share with you some things that I dug up over the weekend uh, that we do already know about microplastics. Where do they come from? They primarily come from two sources. Uh, The first one is just, you know, larger pieces of plastic that break down and disintegrate into smaller and smaller and smaller pieces that eventually become so small that they're considered to be microplastics. And the second uh, source is just clothing and textiles that already are made using microplastic fibers like polyester, nylon, and acrylic. And it's, it's not like being too obsessive over plastic pollution, like, oh my god, they're so small, you can't even see them. It's really about our health, because we do know that plastics are like magnets for toxins. 
So, for example, when we have microplastics floating in the ocean or just in our environments, toxic chemicals stick to these microplastics. And then fish, wildlife, microorganisms eat these microplastics, which means that in addition to these uh, living species having non-biodegradable plastics in their bodies that they may or may not be able to excrete, they also ingest the toxic chemicals that are attached to the plastic. And that's very problematic and also will go up the food chain because when larger animals eat the smaller animals that already have these toxins in their, in their bodies, it builds up within the food chain. So um, that's called bioaccumulation. So the higher you, up you go in, for example, the seafood food chain, uh, the more likely those animals will have more toxins built up in their bodies. And also disease-causing organisms can also stick to these microplastics, which means that disease can be spread more easily across our food chain. So yeah, bioaccumulation of these toxic chemicals, uh, disease spreading within the food chain, that includes us, and that's definitely a concern for us. And it's not just animals. A research found that microplastics also had negative effects on growth and photosynthesis of microalgae. Science Daily said that microplastics have been detected not only in fish and seafood, which is what we tend to focus on when we talk about uh, microplastics being found in fish. They've also been found in salt, sugar, and beer. So they're literally everywhere. And you know when the sun shines into our apartments, in our indoor spaces, and we can see these tiny dust particles just floating in the air? Well, if we have a lot of textiles or clothing at home that are made of plastic microfibers, again, polyester, nylon, acrylics, a lot of these floating dust particles are actually microplastic fibers that have shed from our textiles that we then can inhale into our lungs or uh, ingest with our food. So yeah, a different study found that 33% of indoor microfibers were plastics. Um, and this is concerning because, like I said, there are chemical, there are toxins attached to these microplastics, and that can be really concerning. A different study said associated contaminants such as, I'm totally going to butcher this chemical name, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons could desorb and lead to genotoxicity, while the plastic itself and its additive, including the dyes and plasticizers, could lead to health effects, including reproductive toxicity carcinogenicity, and mutagenicity. So should we be concerned or is worrying about microplastics that we can barely see uh, just being too obsessive? We've yet to understand its full environmental and health impacts on a massive scale. And a lot of research is being done right now, so we should just keep following those things. But even just based on what we already know, I would say that yes, this is a genuine public health and environmental concern. And if listening to this, you're feeling a little overwhelmed, I feel you. When I was reading all these research studies, I was definitely overwhelmed because we do already know that they're everywhere and that they're not very healthy for us. And because of how small they are and how widespread they are, it's going to be really hard to clean up. But what we can do for now, two things. Number one is addressing the problem from its roots. That's prevention. And number two is cleaning up on the back end. So the first one, addressing the problem at its roots, I guess that would just involve, you know, minimizing the purchase of clothing or textiles that are made with new plastic fibers. So then we can hopefully help to slow down and eventually not add any more microplastics into our world. 
And the second part, which is the cleanup part. And we'll definitely need some geniuses to invent ways to clean up microplastics on a large scale. But in our homes, at least, to prevent our clothing from shedding microplastic fibers that wash down the drain, where most water treatment systems aren't currently able to filter these microplastics out. So the microplastics from our clothing very likely will end up in our rivers and oceans. Uh, to prevent this, we can use something called Guppy Friend. It's basically a laundry bag that traps microplastic fibers. So when we wash our clothes that are made up of microplastics, we would put them first into these Guppy Friend laundry bags and then toss the Guppy Friend into the washing machine. So it traps these microplastics from going down the drain. And I believe there are also washing machines being worked on right now or that already exist that can filter out microplastics. So whenever you're buying your next washing machine, you could try to look into that. There are also uh, water treatment systems being developed to hopefully also be able to address this on a larger scale. But for us in the short term, we can check out Guppy Friend and to prevent microplastics from getting into our foods at home or uh, to prevent us from inhaling these microplastics, we can also just, I guess, vacuum more regularly and so we have less dust particles in general floating around. So yeah, again, minimizing the purchase of new products made of virgin microplastics, maybe trying something like Guppy Friend out if you do already have a lot of clothes made with microplastics, vacuuming our indoor spaces regularly, and supporting organizations or projects that are innovating ways to help us address microplastic pollution on a larger scale. Now, I'm still very much learning about this issue. I'm still reading about this, following the latest studies. So if you know of any important research going on right now that you'd like to share or any innovative solution or projects that are being worked on uh, that we can support together, feel welcome to let me know. I would love to learn more from you. But for now, that's a wrap for this Bloom Tuesday. Be sure to check out the show notes at greendreamer.com slash 18 for the references that I mentioned. Sign up for the show's weekly highlights and get in touch with me on Instagram at Kamea Shane. Email hello at greendreamer.com if you have, like I said, additional resources you'd like to share with me or topic suggestions for future Bloom Tuesday episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in and for your passion and dedication to sustainability. Have a beautiful day and just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and Green Dreamer, I will catch you later.